I know what that's going to do. You know, I know he'll win a winner, you know, um, regardless of what his last game was or whatever game was that game. You know, always going to come back uh, with a stronger game. So, you know, I'm never sweating or never chipping. You know, I know Dak won't lead us to where we need to go. It's all dog around his mug. Bob, square pants. Specifically you. Maybe everybody else. I would get off the plane. No me, nothing to me. Ain't no way you could look at me. Ever. 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 You gonna wait 40 minutes? And I'm gonna be on a private plane home. Yeah. Get your fat ass. Yeah, I will. Get your ass off the plane for a second. Yeah, I bet. Enjoy the cheese board on the way home. Get your ugly ass. Windows my whole career. You just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Bob. Square pants. I have not seen the Odell Beckham video. No. On the you plane? Have, you Have you? No. Oh, okay. All right. Good job. We're going to break it down. What happened, Jared? He's getting thrown off a plane and he keeps going, you're fat ass. You're going to really wait. I'm going to get on a, I'm going to get on a private plane. He's being belligerent. Okay. But we got video now and it's him causing a scene while being asked to leave a plane. NFL playoffs start this weekend. You ready to figure out who I think is going to win between the Cowboys and the Bucks? Uh, I guess we threw some stats out there about Brady and, uh, you said those didn't matter. It didn't matter that they're 0 and 8 in road doesn't, playoff nah, games. Nah, it doesn't. It 11, doesn't. I will say this, uh just saw the stat. 11 players uh like Jared said, 11 players on the Cowboys roster were alive last time they won a playoff game. It's been a while. In the NFC Championship. Kind of Detroit Lions-esque yeah. from the Cowboys. Um well, hold on. Tom Brady has a passer rating of 90. 86 touchdowns and 39 interceptions in 47 career playoff games. So, uh, you know, you'll be fine. Pretty good. I um, saw a stat on Reddit, did not actually verify this. If Brady wins the Super Bowl, he'll have more wins than any NFL franchise. <laughs> playoff? Yeah. Playoff wins. See, if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll get four more, and that will put him ahead of any individual franchise. I'm on it. Yeah, I, I did not confirm that, but I just saw that on Reddit. Thought it was a great stat and would like to share that with you. However, Ed, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win. I hope you're right. They're going to win because of one reason. They are a good defensive team. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not scoring very many points. The only thing the Buccaneers have done this year is struggle for three quarters and then look at Tom Brady lead them on two touchdown drives in the fourth quarter to win a game 17-13. to 13. That's all they've done this year and, you know, beat the Carolina Panthers. So I believe the best unit in this game is the Cowboys defense. And I think that's going to be enough to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round and advance to the second round to play the Eagles. Tom Brady has 35 playoff wins. The New England Patriots have 37 playoff wins. Right. So he'll move past. That them. is confirmed. He'll move right. past what? Them. If he was a super. Does, do you have all the teams pulled up? Like, what do, like, the 49ers have? Or, like, the... 34. Or, like, the Packers or something All like right, that. hold on. I'm pulling it I, up. Like, that's what I was curious. It's like, I, like the Patriots had no Green Bay success. Packers is 33. So he, so he probably He's will be. Las Vegas Raiders, 25. The 70s were good to them. Yeah. Uh, they had, for a stretch, the best winning percentage in all of sports when Al Davis was yeah. running things. But, uh, yeah, so 
I kind of want that to happen because that's one of the most ridiculous stats you could ever have. Oh, I have one more play playoff wins than, than any, any organization. That's one of the most absurd I things mean, I've ever heard in my life. I think it'd be great if he loses, like he wins two and then loses. So it's like I'm tied with the New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Would be fun. Uh, but I think Dallas wins, Ed. I think uh, Tuesday. 35. After the Monday night game, 35 for who? Dallas Cowboys. Ah, Cowboys are up there. Haven't added to that in a long time. They will. The 70s were also, wait, was it the 70s or the early 80s? Early 80s. 90s. Yeah. 90s. Well, the 90s, yes, but yes. I thought they had like this, like that Staubach guy Stahlback, who, yeah, who was, yeah, who was pretty good. Yeah. 80s. 70s? Uh, Danny, you're in here and you're talking not into a mic again. <laughs> Stop doing that. With your headphones there's on. A, there's a mic over here. You but can there are no head, there's the no headphone port over there, so he can't hear himself. He has to... <laughs> We can't. I enjoy that he also is wearing a Friday the 13th uh, hockey jersey on Friday the 13th. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, Here's a stat for you, Tyler. Thank you for saying it into the mic. Here's a stat for you, and it goes to uh, the Cowboys and Tampa Bay matchup. The Cowboys are 11 0 on artificial turf this year, they're 1 4 on natural grass. Tampa Bay plays in natural grass. Yeah, I don't care. Danny and I, I are both thought co- that was a pretty good Danny stat. and I are I'm both sorry. Cowboy fans giving you nothing but negative. And I'm negative telling you, I have, the I have Buccaneers plus three and a half. So you bet against the team? Well, that's no, that's the smartest thing you do. The, the I'm also, always Danny's team is his betting slip. Come on, right? You, right now, the the best bet you can make in NFL is will Dak Prescott throw an interception? Yes. Nah, I don't think he he's does. He's thrown one in nine of his last ten games, and he's thrown multiple in, I believe it was five of the last ten. Yeah, so he doesn't throw any in the postseason. So Haven't you watched this league before? But Danny, yes. is, Danny is being very smart. You always bet against your team, so that way, if your team wins, you're happy. If your team loses, you make money. Nah, well, if stupid. the Cowboys win by three or less, I'm happy both ways. See? Yeah, no, that's stupid. Go all in. That is spoken like a true degenerate. Go all in with your emotions and your money. Put all $40 on the Cowboys. Yes, go all in. I have too many bets this week. It's going to be hard to keep track. Oh, boy. I don't don't want to hear them. Do we want to hear them? I don't think I want to hear them. He's not even going to remember them. Do not tell me a single point spread bet you have. I don't want to hear that. Do you have any stupid props? (laughs) Um, The only props that I have right now is... For there to be over one and a half missed extra points. The entire weekend? Yeah. And over one and a half successful two-point conversions. Oh. I actually like both of those. I don't think those are that stupid. Are there going to be two missed extra points? The Vikings are playing. And but they only miss one to lose by one point. Like San- they kick well until the final two minutes. Seattle and San Fran are playing in pretty bad weather. so They might not even kick. So that There's gives him his two, two point points. Conversions. Well, yeah, but you want to win both. Well, you try, you try to kick the extra point, and then when that misses, you go, all right, no more extra points. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you miss one extra point, and then you go for a two point on the next touchdown. Ah, degenerate, Danny. So disappointed. Bet against the boys. You'd still lose, by the way. You're the uh, one who's well, out here advocating but that I they're going to lose. Them, but I wouldn't bet against them. <laughs> You don't bet. I didn't necessarily bet against them. I just don't think they're going to win by more than three. Three, you bet against. Now it's two. Okay, you got your numbers three. If the spread is like fifteen, then you can be like, oh, they'll they're going to win, just not by fifteen. But the spread's three. You're like, ah, they're going to win by two, guys. 
you bet against them. <laughs> um, Ed, what's the biggest upset of the weekend? Or is there none? Which I think would be the biggest upset of the weekend. I got one. Well, maybe it's not an upset, actually. I think the Ravens beat the Bengals. Get out of here. Don't would, think okay, that. hold on, hold on, Ed, hold on. How would that not be an upset? Oh, I d- apparently the people who I've been listening to who have been saying, hey, I don't, I wouldn't count the Ravens out. I have listened to too much. Apparently the general consensus is the Bengals should just beat the ever-living crap out of the Ravens. Yes. Okay, yeah. so then, yeah, there's my upset. I, I have Bengals minus six and a half. <laughs> I think I the Ravens think, come out of nowhere. I think the Giants can take the Vikings. I do too. Vikings are going to win, beat the Vikings. Um, biggest upset of the weekend. It's not going to be the Ravens. It's not going to be the Seahawks. It's not going to be the Giants. The Miami Dolphins beat the Buffalo Bills. Oh, geez. If you can get me the Dolphins and the Ravens into the next round, I would be very happy as a Chiefs fan. (laughs) You just, honestly, you just need one of them because that's who Kansas City would play. I know, but then the the round after that, then they would have to probably play one of those two teams. Right, right. No, I want them both gone. You would prefer probably the Dolphins to move, move forward. I no, I'm happy with either. I'm happy with the Chargers, Jags, Dolphins, Ravens. I think the Chiefs, as long as it's not the Colts, the Bills, or the Bengals. <laughs> Colts. Colts. Pre-Jeff Saturday Colts. I am going all in on my Mike McDaniel love, and I say the Dolphins beat the Bills. Right. That's your biggest upset. All other games, add. it's not really an upset who wins Chargers, Jags. I mean, technically it is, and I don't think it's really an upset it's who not, wins Cowboys, Bucks. Like, no, it's... They're close enough. By Those spread, are, it's not... I think the Giants beat Minnesota, but the spread's only three. Mm-hmm. It is three, and it, it probably should be more, given that it's a 13-14 right. and 14 versus a 9-7-1 right. and one team, but the Vikings aren't any good. So, give me the Dolphins. Just one too many close games. Give me the uh, Dolphins. We've talked about this before. Now they're playing each other. How important is it Chargers Jags for the whole young quarterback narrative. Like is the loser of this one, how much criticism are they going to face for not winning a playoff game? I think the loser of this one's Brandon Staley because he probably gets fired. Does he? Mike Williams is out, by the yeah. way. Hasn't they, practiced they just, all week. They, no, they just officially ruled oh, him out. Oh, they just ruled him out? Officially, he is out for this weekend against the Jacksonville Jags. It feels like if Herbert loses, there's probably going to be a whole lot of criticism coming the Chargers way. And oh, I, sure. There always is. And I don't know how fair it will be specifically to Justin Herbert. There always is. Every time they lose. But if the Jags lose... Well, it'll just be, oh, the Jags, they snuck in. Yeah, the, it'll be, be all the regular things you'd think about Jacksonville. Yeah, it, it, it feels like the Jags season is already a success. They yes, won the yeah, division. Yes, they're yeah. hosting a playoff game. Yeah. Whatever happens from here is, hey, good job. Whereas the Chargers, I don't know how many people thought, eh, enough people thought they were legitimate Super Bowl contenders to start the year that losing in the first round of the playoffs is not yeah. actually a good outcome. Even though it's the Chargers and they find a way to blow it before they get to the playoffs usually, it still wouldn't ultimately be a great outcome for the Chargers. The interesting thing will be, winner of this game, and if all the favorites win, winner of this game goes to Kansas City. Like, are, is it really that if let's say Chargers and Jags and it's like a three point win for one of them and then the other one, the winner goes and loses by like 14 to Kansas City. Is there really a big difference in the Chargers and Jags season at that point? I The biggest I mean, thing with the Jags to me is that they're basically starting a like 
they've hit reset. So to me, this is this is this is Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Like, it's all we're, gravy at this point. Yeah, we're giving we're giving him a write off here because he had to deal with Urban Meyer. He got that red shirt. Yeah, he got yeah, red shirt NFL red shirt. because he had to deal with this is wandering year. hands. Will they be hosting a playoff game again in the next? Uh, he'll have three more years on his rookie deal. Will they be hosting a playoff game in the next three years? Yes. Oh yeah, because I think they can win the division with that coach. I think. I think win. Houston and existing and the Colts being perennially like we don't know what a quarterback is, but we keep trying yeah. to find one. And Lawrence keeps getting better. I think they'll host another playoff game because they just got to win the division. They're not that good though. No, no, don't need to be. Division's not great. Like Tampa, they're they're the Chargers, but they don't in have Patrick division. Mahomes in the division. Right, in a worse division. Yeah, somehow the Titans are going to win the division next year with Derek Carr. <laughs> 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 It'll be funny. All right, uh, who wins the Super Bowl? Danny. I I I really don't know. Kansas City Chiefs. Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's the Eagles. Okay. I think Brock Purdy, Rookie of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you ever bet on that? No, I, no, I, I didn't. I, I didn't see you. it. Up. I, I hate you. I only saw it up the one, the one time, and I just didn't put anything on it. And it was available. You yeah. never bet on it. It oh. wasn't. It wasn't available until I think week sixteen, and then it got taken down. You're betting on extra week points 18. and safeties, but you're not betting on the one thing you go on Twitter once a day and just say that Brock Purdy <laughs> is going to win. I actually changed my name say, on what's Twitter. Your Twitter. I know. Name what right is now? your Twitter handle now? It's, uh, I had to like do the double check. I'm like, is it's that him? Brock Purdy for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And you didn't even, and you didn't even on bet, it. Or bet on it. No, but I am his biggest fan. I mean, I until think his mom, the I think his mom come has to be the biggest fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm his biggest fan until the results come out. And then after that, I don't care. Coming up next on ESPN Las Vegas, it's Bischoff's Briefs. All right, I, I'm going to start Bischoff's Briefs with a trivia question. The Mountain West just tweeted out all of their players former players that are playing in the NFL playoffs. So like Josh Allen, Michael Gallup. Um, there are five Mountain West teams that do not have a former player playing in the playoffs. UNLV. That is the obvious one. Can you guess the other four? Air Force. Yes. San Jose State. No, San Jose State has uh, two. Wow. Okay, UNLV. New Air Mexico. Force. New Mexico is correct. Two more. Colorado State? Nope. Colorado State has one. Michael no. Gallup. Utah State? Nope. Utah State has two. Fresno? Fresno State has two. All right, so San Diego State? San Diego State has two. Reno? Nevada does not have one. There's one team left that does not have. Okay, it can't be Boise. No, Boise has like eight. Yeah. Boise would, has Boise, Boise has to have like 12. Has, yeah, almost as much as the rest of the conference combined. <laughs> who's in this? Who's in the Mountain who's West? In the Mountain West? None of us know. I think you guys have named all but two teams. We one, have. One that. San Diego State. Yeah. One that definitely has a player in and one that does not have anybody. San Jose. We did. We already our, said San Jose State. We already said Air Force. said Colorado State, Reno, Boise, San Diego State. New Mexico, Air Force. I think we just went Air we just Force went again. Utah State. Danny? Danny, oh, no. Danny, Danny apparently Danny's, knows, but he's, he's not on a mic again. Which means we got to wait 10 seconds. Is it UNLV? We oh, already God. did UNLV. <laughs> oh, well, he, 
Ed was oh. naming all the schools. I didn't hear UNLV. That we we eliminated. The UNLV. first one was Jared going. Okay, UNLV. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. We haven't. UNLV hasn't had a player drafted since the Bush administration. Yeah, but UNLV <laughs> has players in the league. No, they don't. Well, do not they? in the playoffs. Yeah, they uh, Stanton. He's just not in the playoffs. Johnny Stanton is not on the NFL. He's roster. currently a free agent and running D and D. I thought he was earlier this year. He was. He, he, he got was cut. released. Yeah. Oh. Well, so thanks, Danny. So there are two. You you just named ten Mountain West teams. You did not name two of them. Hawaii. Hawaii is the right answer. Oh, okay. they did not have a team. The only Mountain West team you did not name at any point was Wyoming. Well, but we knew the quarterback. Right, we but knew it, who I the mean, quarterback was. You named all the other teams in the yeah. conference. Yeah. So. yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii is the answer. So we got three of them though, really quickly. You got UNLV, got Air Force, quickly. and New Mexico. Ripped through those. Nevada and Hawaii. The other stragglers. Uh, without a team, without a player, I should say, in the playoffs. I believe, yeah, if the Packers had made it, Romeo Dobbs would have been in, and he played at Nevada last year. So they were five or six points away from getting a player in, UNLV. Um, I don't I don't know who they have in the NFL right now. They used to have Torrey McTire, a former cornerback. Uh, they got to have someone in the NFL. He was with the Dolphins. I'm on it. I'm on it right now. But he is no longer... Would you count Amari Rogers? Oh. Ar- Armani Rogers. Armani Rogers. Yes, he's a tight end for Washington, yes. isn't he? He caught a he caught a pass last week. We we're watching the game. He but is he still on the the Commanders? Ed just said he caught a pass last week. Last caught a pass week? last week in Cowboys. Oh, so he is still in there. All right, so Armani Rogers. Okay. So according to the internet, the only UNLV player that's listed is Javen White as a practice squad player for the Chicago Bears. So it doesn't really count. Well, I think because Armani Rogers transferred, so he wouldn't be listed as UNLV. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, good point. he's he's yeah. an Ohio alum, is what he is. Uh, Ed, he did not catch. No, he a pass. didn't. I'm looking. So. <laughs> who, who was watching TV with me and yelled out, "Armani Rogers just caught a pass." Armani Rogers. The last on? the last one he caught was against Indianapolis on October 30th. But he was active. He was, against he was the active Cowboys. in all these yeah. games. He was active against. Must the have been brought back. So he was there. Oh, he had a rushing attempt against the Cowboys. Maybe right? that was it. Because someone, someone, someone saw him do. Someone saw him do something. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know who it was? It was Adam Hill. We were at the Westgate watching games, and he yelled out, "Hey, I actually he just did something." I actually could have guessed that. Of all the people that you could have possibly been with to identify Armani <laughs> Rogers, would have been Adam. It has to be Adam Hill. That's right. That's right. Uh, who else would it have been? <laughs> Not many people, right? Like, there's no, there's <laughs> nobody. Who, who do you know <laughs> that would identify right. him? They would have, they would know even just who he is, and then also identify that he did something, right? Be like, oh my god, it's Armani Rogers. Yeah. It's great. I, uh, Armani Rogers needs to get some playing time so we can have like, oh, he's a streaming fantasy option because the tight end position sucks enough that like, if he catches two passes in a game, he's gonna be like the twelfth best tight end in fantasy one week. So we need Armani Rogers. He's the is he, he's, I guess, the closest UNLV came to having a former player yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Because Washington wasn't too far away. Hell, he might be the only one that was on a roster to end the season, too. Javen White. He wasn't on a roster. I know. But it's not, it's not the same. Practice squad guys aren't on a roster. Johnny Stanton's not. He's uh, playing D&D online, uh, which is probably better than being a fullback in the NFL, he to might, be yeah, honest. I mean... He might make more money. He might, yeah. <laughs> Streaming D&D online might be a lot better. So uh, UNLV, by the way, we will do this more uh, in April or leading up to April. 
they actually are probably getting a player drafted this year. They had enough guys declare for the draft. Well, I was going to say they had more guys declare for the draft than I thought there were right. wins. And enough guys that like have, oh, he's a day three undrafted grade that the odds are one of them will actually yes. get picked. Yes. And I'm cheering for it to be Daniel Gutierrez, who was a legitimately one of the better kickers. You always need a 30-year-old kicker. <laughs> so I, Daniel Gutierrez might get drafted. Hey, you don't worry about age with kicker, Jared. They can keep kicking. I mean, I guess you're right. How's, people, Dan, how's Daniel Gutierrez on onside kicks? That is a good question. Has he been practicing very much? Because I don't understand right. why kickers aren't practicing. Well, more. I mean, in his in his defense, UNLV was never really in a situation. They were always in a situation. They just didn't do it enough. They should have onside kicked every possession. <laughs> what what would have got? How bad could it have been if they had onside kicked every year and every kick in his career? Couldn't have gone much worse than it did. Hell, they get like three of them. Maybe they go to a bowl game. Would have been way better. All right, coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, Ken Bulky. Upon coach's challenge, it's been determined that the action of number 62 for Florida causes the guy to go into the net. Therefore, we have a good goal. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Joining us now. From Vegas is Ken Bulky. All right, Ken. Uh, I foolishly said on the show yesterday morning, hey, the Golden Knights are getting healthy. They can start racking up some points. And then Mark Stone got hurt. Um, they're never going to be healthy, right? Uh, probably not. It's hockey. Yeah, it's a fun sport. It's a fun sport. Um, how worried, uh, how much worry should there be about Shea Theodore and when he comes back? Um. I don't think it's too bad. It was it was knee contusion or broken shin or shin or something of that sort. Uh, sorry, I, it was not a knee. It was definitely a shin. So I think it is going to eventually be okay. I think he's probably still a few weeks out, but he should be fine once he comes back. Shouldn't be a lingering thing. Did you like uh, last night moving uh, Smith with Carlson and Kessel? I mean, we only got to see like four shifts of both of it because once Stone went out, we started getting all the, the mishmash from there. But the the Marsha so with Eichel, I liked. So then that's going to inevitably leave Smith with Carlson. So I guess I'm fine with it. I don't know that anywhere that Kessel is and whatever, I until he's in a position that isn't with good players, I don't think there's going to be a good spot. Well, the, I've decided that Bruce Cassidy's logic that he settled on was that Carlson and Smith score a bunch of shorthanded goals, so put them yes. with Kessel because it's like you're playing shorthanded. Yeah, it's not the worst idea. We, we've actually brought that up before. It's like, can they drag a player along? And, and <laughs> the problem is you end up wanting to use them in defensive zone starts, and like you don't want to do that with Kessel. So even, even though you're right and that logic can make sense, you're still asking a lot. Uh, what do you think? Who gets bumped up to play with Stevenson if Stone does miss some time here? Boy, I would imagine it's probably Cotter. He seems to be the one that they keep going to when they when they have these spots where there's an open spot and they want somebody with a little bit more skill. There is some skill to his game, but it's like if they don't have Mark Stone, it, it, it's kind of like when they didn't have Eichel. It's just there's no way you're going to fill that hole. You can you can put different players there, but it, you're just not going to be able to to deal with it. And I, I guess the the hope is that it's not a lingering thing, and uh, they called it upper body. And as far as I know, the back is upper body. So hopefully, it's not that. 
Uh, they're winning at home now, but uh, we talked about this earlier in the week. Do you make anything of kind of their struggles in the Pacific? Um, yes and no. Like, yes, in that it's never really happened before, and that's a problem because that's how you have to get to the Western Conference Final. They're going to have to go through multiple Pacific teams. It seemingly has not affected their spot in the standings at all. It's happening home and road. It doesn't seem like there's much there. So that part, yes. But like the no is, it almost seems coincidental. Like you look at some of these games, there's a couple of Kings games in there, but the other ones, like a lot of it's bad spots or back to backs or things of that sort where you're like, ah, you can kind of throw those out. So uh, there's a part of me that wants to say like, it's just going to turn around, but yeah, if it keeps going, it'll start being a problem. If I gave you the option, your first and second round opponents are Seattle and then L.A. or Edmonton and then Calgary. Which one would you prefer? Seattle and L.A. Oh, it's it's, I, it's I, everybody's answer. No one's taking the other one. <laughs> yeah, I just think the matchups would be better. I, I like the idea of them playing L.A. In, if it can be a second round. I think Seattle, they'd walk all over. I just don't think that, that that team, the way that the matchup is, the way that they forecheck Vegas is just going to be able to find a way through it, and they're just not going to be able to defend enough. And then L.A., that would be a tough series. Like We've seen what L.A.'s done. They've given us some trouble. Like those games seem to swing one way or the other, but I think over the course of seven games, Vegas would get the better of them. Is the whole L.A. 1-3-1 in the neutral zone is that something that is less of an issue in a playoff series because you're specifically game planning for one opponent? I would say no, because I think it actually can get harder as you see it more and more. And as they, they can make the adjustments to the things you're doing to succeed against it. But it's not like, it kind of got built up after that game as like, this is something that no one can get through. And that's <laughs> not the case at all. Like a lot of teams can do it. The Golden Knights have done it multiple times this season. Like it's not that hard to beat. They just did not have it that night. They just refused to put the puck at the corner and go get it. And they will do that. They can do that. So it's not, it's not that hard to beat. Is it an easy answer with uh, McDavid and Drysaddle of why people wouldn't go to those other matchups? Like, what about that other matchup? Depending on who would come out of that series, it would worry you the most. I think Calgary's just the the most talented team of the group. Like, maybe you can make that argument for LA. I think we, you, the more LA starts winning, we might end up changing our opinion on that. But Calgary's got the best goalie of the group. Calgary has the best forward group of the of it. Like. They're just a good team. I don't know what's going on there. They lose in overtime every single game, it seems. Edmonton, just, yeah, you don't want to play a playoff series against McDavid. Like, we saw what happened last year, and if they get halfway decent goaltending and Skinner has done it at different times this year, they can beat you. Even if you're having a good game, like, they can beat you. And and to me, give me teams that defend a little bit more than teams that attack. I, I think I feel that way because if, if a team can score a bunch – I don't know how the Golden Knights keep up, except Seattle, because Seattle plays into the Vegas' hands. They give them transition chances. Uh, you tweeted this a couple of games ago, but what is your theory about Bruce Cassidy's system in the second period? So the way that they defend as a whole this season is they play like more of a zone defense, which the idea is they're packing the middle a little bit more, trying to get more shots from the outside. When they play that way, they end up, 
spending a little bit more time in their own zone. As the puck comes out, then they have to change. That's the long change in the second period, so they're having a harder time setting up in the neutral zone after longer shifts. So once they have more time in their own zone, they send the puck down. Now they're changing. They're not fully set up in the neutral zone because of the extra time that they spend in the defensive zone. It leads to easier entries, and then inevitably the next shift will spend more time, and the ball just continues rolling that way. I think because they're more comfortable in the defensive zone, it leads to their neutral zone not being able to be set up as consistently in the period of the long change. I think it's something that's going to be a consistent problem, and it's not going to get better no matter what they do over the course of however long Cassidy's going to be here. So, first off, they are losing every single playoff game that goes to overtime because they'll be in a long change. Uh, second off, do you have you looked? Is that Did he have problems in the second period in Boston? So, it wasn't as bad with the scoring, but the shooting numbers were as bad. His teams have always had their worst shooting numbers against in the second period. Uh, they were able to kind of deal with it a little bit more in the in the scoring department, but the bigger piece to me is Vegas has always been very good in the second period, and this year it's not even close. And so I do think that it it is Cassidy-related. I'm curious on another theory. Uh, We saw it to start the year when Eichel was playing with Stevenson and Stone. We saw it for approximately uh, 20 minutes, not even that, when we got a game with Eichel playing with Nick Waugh. Is there anything to putting a second center on a line with Jack Eichel? Yeah, I was asking that question uh, after the game that they just put him with Wah, because it does seem like the idea of getting him into positions where he can be, and by he, I mean Eichel, can be the winger in the defensive zone actually does seem to help. They've played him with a center pretty much every single game this season, outside of, I guess, last night would have been one that they did not, and eh. It was okay at the beginning, I guess. The idea mostly is they have two different options to take the draw in the defensive zone, which then allows there to be a possibility that Eichel can act as a winger in the defensive zone. You get him higher up the ice when the puck comes out and you get those breakaways like they got against uh, Pittsburgh. I I think there is something there, but it doesn't seem like it's something they want to do long-term because they only have four centers. Uh, Pete DeBoer is going to beat the Golden Knights on Monday. I got overtime loss. I think it's going to be a good game. I just, I, I have a feeling they're going to get hot goalied and Pete's going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is Ken Volke from Vegas. Ken, we appreciate it. Thanks, Ken. See ya. Uh, so there's Ken Volke on the Golden Knights. I am fascinated by his second period theory that the Golden Knights are always going to be a bad second period second team period with team. Bruce Cassidy because of the way Bruce Cassidy has his team play, which is effectively we play more in the defensive zone, and then once we actually get the puck, we've got to go change, and it's a long right. change, and it ruins our neutral zone setup. I mean, he brought it all the way back to Boston, and it right. happened there, but they were pretty good. They were pretty good teams in Boston. They were. I mean, if, you, if you're going to have some sort of strategy or scheme or whatever – and it's going to make you bad in either the second period or the first and the third. You're going to be bad well, in the second. Yeah, you're going to be bad in the second. Exactly. So, you don't want to be bad in the third. Should be good in the first. Should be good in the third. Hey, last night they came back and won in the third period. But as I said, overtime games in the postseason, it's not the five on five. It's full twenty minutes. Right. Right. And you flip. It's just right. like the second period. So. They're losing every single overtime game if that's <laughs> in the, the playoffs. Case. Every single now, if they get the double overtime, 
They'll win because it flips back. But every single playoff game that goes overtime, they're probably going to lose. All right. We got tickets to give away here on ESPN Las Vegas. Tickets to go see Collective Soul. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. They are playing at the Pearl at the Palms tomorrow. 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. Be caller number five right now to win tickets to go see Collective Soul. With great confidence in how we evaluate our players, you know, the the intensity of the of the grading that the coaches go through Sunday night and Monday morning. I mean, they put a lot of time into it. So Dak in particular, you know, he's being coached, um, you know, through the things that, you know, he needs to continue to build off of, which is the majority of his play. That, and I know we're talking about the negative now, but but you, you definitely have to correct and, and learn from us. So I think the application of moving forward is, is really the answer to your question as opposed to sitting there and just, you know, harping on the, on the negative number. You're locked in the press box. Uh-oh, Ed. People are mad that Max Crosby is not an yeah. all-pro. He missed the uh, second team by four points. The uh, AP put out their first and second team all-pro all this morning. There are two edge rushers on each team. Mm-hmm. The edge rushers on the first team were Nick Bosa of the 49ers and Mike Parsons of the Cowboys. On the second team was Miles Garrett of the Browns. And this is probably the one that you'd have the most beef with Hassan Reddick of the Philadelphia Eagles. Got it over Max Crosby. I think Disrespect. A, uh, I don't know. I might've switched Garrett with Parsons, put Parsons on the second team. And I would have probably put Crosby over Hassan Reddick. I do you know how much I love that. Uh, Max Crosby. Cause he tweeted. Wow. Yes. And other people are upset because of are they're backing him. Essentially, what they're upset about is that Max Crosby was named the fifth best edge rusher and not the fourth best edge rusher yes. in football. That's effectively what people are mad at, which yeah. is hilarious yeah. to me. And like, I get it. There's no third team, so you don't get the you're not on the all pro team. But it is funny to me that it's like, oh, yeah, they called him the fifth best edge rusher. How dare yeah. they declare him the fifth best edge rusher and not the fourth, fourth best, best edge, edge rusher in football? It's funny that way. Um, however, the Raiders did have three all pros all on the first team. The kicker, Daniel Carlson, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Adams. Um, Josh Dubow has been tweeting out some fun stats. The Raiders are the first team in NFL history to have three first team all pros and not make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> he just left it at their six and 11. <laughs> just left it at that. The only teams in the league this year to have at least three first team all pros are the Raiders the 49ers and the Kansas city chiefs. Two of those teams are among the, you know, top four favorites to win the super bowl. One of those teams is win six and 11 home. Yes. Uh, so very good, uh, top end talent for the Raiders. <laughs> Not very good. Which, that second level, which by the way, like roster building wise, if you're the Raiders, as long as you don't have to trade Adams or whatever, as long as nothing happens there and you keep Adams and you keep Crosby, you can throw Colt mill into that group. If you franchise tag Josh Jacobs, like you have the high end talent that the other best teams in the league right. have, you just don't have anything else. Right. You don't have the second, you don't right. have the second level guys. And technically you don't have the quarterback either. Right. That's Not a bit, yet. It's a bit of an issue. Cause if you, cause if you go across the best teams in the league, right, there's the, the four best teams to win the Super Bowl. Kansas city has their franchise quarterback. Buffalo has their franchise quarterback. Philly, you can maybe question how good Hertz is, but he had an MVP level season. 
Is he going to be that for the rest of his career? Frisco's the only one. We'll see. San Francisco's out there, and how did they get here? Well, right. every other roster spot is really good. Right. And then the quarterback, yeah, we'll figure it out from there. One of my favorite stats of all time is the Kansas City Chiefs one year had six pro bowlers. They won two games. That sounds impossible. <laughs> Danny just knocked his microphone over. The degenerates over there knocking microphones over. This is so great. Danny has spent this entire hour in the studio, but not sitting next to a mic. I've yelled at him for that, which it's fine if you don't sit next to the mic. Just don't try to talk unless you're sitting next to the mic. Yeah. Now you've been sitting next to the mic, and I've purposely ignored you. And you have the mic propped up on two Clorox containers. Right. And then you knocked one of those over. I did not. The microphone knocked it over. You put the Clorox things there for the microphone. Yeah, it's to hold it up to my mouth instead of me having to hold the microphone. Yeah. Are you saying that the uh, microphone stand or <laughs> arm is broken? The yeah, um, the the arm lets the microphone go lower than where I want it positioned, but yeah. it's okay. I got it back now. It's I mean, that is why I don't use that mic when we're in here because it doesn't really sit. Yeah, in it's a okay. Usable position, but that is why people heard a loud bang because Danny has his mic. Danny on dropped the microphone, and the Clorox bottles containers fell with the mic on top of it. But we're all good now. It's back on the Clorox wipes, and we're good to go. Danny, where'd you get that hockey shirt? Um, Spirit of Halloween. Okay. <laughs> it was my Halloween costume so, last year. If you ever drive by a, uh, you know, burned-out strip mall that only has, like, a ministry in it and a nail salon and then just a bunch of empty buildings, that's where he bought that's it. That's where you got it? Yeah. <laughs> I love those pop-up stores. <laughs> it is, for anybody not listening, it is a Friday the 13th yes. hockey jersey. With number 13 on it. And Voorhees' yes. name. Oh, I have not seen the back of this. Let's see the back. Who's Voorhees? It's the, na- it's the guy. Jason Voorhees. He's oh. the killer in Friday the 13th movies. Well, his mom's the killer in one of them. But... Yeah, in the, in the original, yeah. Tyler? How many Friday the 13th have you seen? None of them. You're lucky no. I knew it was Friday I mean, he the 13th. Didn't, he didn't even no. know yeah, who I, Voorhees was, so I knew the answer was I've zero. I've seen that, and I understood the 13th, but I've never seen one of the movies. They're fantastic. I'm doing a marathon tonight. They're okay. They're okay? Yeah. You're not watching The Godfather. A marathon entails how many? Uh, What, 14? Well, I'm, well, they have, yeah, including like remakes and all that, they have about 14 movies, but I'm only watching... I'm not doing a marathon of Friday the 13th. I'll probably watch one of them and then do a couple other horror movies. Uh, okay, so but, ju- just Jason X. Oh, God, that's an awful movie. <laughs> uh, but no, I'll probably knock out maybe three movies because I got to work early in the morning, so I can't stay up too late. <laughs> knock them out? Yeah. Just, just get them in. No enjoyment. It's just about getting them in. Three, okay. maybe four movies. How many Friday the 13th movies are there? Somewhere between 12 and 14 Depending on if you're like counting like Freddy versus Jason as a Friday the Thirteenth movie, and it's the same Jason in every movie, not mm. the same actor. No, okay, that's not no point. same well, character. Well, the same same Jason Voorhees. Sometimes it's his mom. Sometimes he possesses people. Yes. There's some there's some rules. And there was one about witches. There was one in space. That's the one that he's watching tonight. Because it's the best one. It sounds like the best. Of everything you've told me, that sounds like the best one. There's one, Jason Takes Manhattan. (laughs) 
Yeah, the Muppets left, and so Jason came in. Are these all the same movie, just in a different location every time? What do you mean by same movie? Same plot. Same. This is what he does. Yeah, he yeah. kills teenagers. Okay. Yeah. So why would you want to watch a marathon of these? Well, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna watch the original or the second one because that's when Jason actually comes in, and then the rest will just be like Scream, Freddy, all those. We'll see. This is your Friday I love night. Them. You haven't seen my tattoo on my leg? It's all horror movies. Yeah, they sound terrible. 